Hi, everyone. Welcome to Polidiots. It is Thursday, November 21st. I'm your host, Kevin, and I'm here with the mildly informed equal opportunity offenders, Shira and Dan, to discuss U.S. politics with facts left unchecked and much to be desired. We are live in our studio in Studio City, California. Let's get started. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Shira. Hey, Dan. It has been said today that Tulsi was the worst performer in last night's debate. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I listened to the entire debate start to finish, and I think in probably 9,999 out of 10,000 metrics, Tulsi lost the debate. She was wild. She didn't get many questions, and the questions she did were almost jokes of questions. Well, I'd like to comment on Tulsi. Go ahead. I didn't enjoy watching her and Kamala go at it. I didn't like those sneers and the way they were smiling through their responses. I think that is how men often see women. And I didn't enjoy seeing that. And I think that there was something that felt very stereotypical. It felt like what men were expect out of women. And watching it kind of come to life through presidential candidates was was disconcerting. That was more what affected me in watching Tulsi it just seemed weak for some reason it didn't seem as weak on Kamala it just seemed nasty Kamala seemed nasty Tulsi and Pete got a little uncomfortable you know there's there was an exchange where Pete and Tulsi both you know kind of went on the offensive and both went on the defensive and I in that one I think definitely Pete came out ahead and and Tulsi just kind of came out looking like a joke. Let's go back to Tulsi and Kamala. Of the two, which one is on the way up and which one just is stagnant at this point? I would say both are stagnant. Yeah, both are stagnant. Tulsi's stagnant at the bottom. Kamala, she had a nice rise. She started falling. I, I don't know if she's still falling, but she's she's certainly not growing. We'll, we'll see what happens with the polls in the coming days. Yeah, I don't feel people trust her. And... I think she's lost a lot of support as a result of her her delivery, her energy. Who won last night's debate and who is poised? Let's give you the top three each just so we can get this out of the way because I want to move on to something else. I, I think the, the top two winners, I think, were Klobuchar and Pete. They had, you know, more limited time than Warren and Sanders. Uh, Bernie's always great. You're going to get the same thing from him every debate. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it just feels like more of the same. Mine were Bernie and Klobuchar. I'm going to bring up something that I see about Klobuchar, and I want your opinion on it. I have only seen her as shaky. Her voice is shaky. Her head is shaky. She looks ill at ease anytime I see her. Is she nervous every time she gets on stage, or is that some kind of tick, or am I just seeing something different? So we... I was watching with some friends, and we all noticed that. Someone said something like halfway through. I think it was just her hair that was shaking, and I think it was an optical illusion because I, I kept trying to like cover parts, and I'm pretty sure when I did that, the rest of her was not shaking. It was just this, this springy hair that made it look like the rest of her was vibrating throughout. As a woman who's had short hair, I can tell you it is her helmet head that was shaking. I also think she is nervous. I think that is her nerves, but I think she's this is who she is and she's confident within that shake. It's public speaking at the end of the day and she's not perhaps as seasoned as somebody like Barack Obama, but he wasn't a perfect orator either. 
I still have a problem with the way Biden is answering questions. He cannot get out a complete sentence, and it's driving me crazy. He is proving time and again he's not a great debater. What does he have to offer? He has familiarity to offer is all he seems to be able to to boast about. He just sucks. He thinks the way our family members think at a dinner table, and it's not appropriate in a president. There's nothing presidential about him. And I find his the stuff with his son gross. I would not have sex with Hunter. Neither would I. He well, looked, I don't know. I haven't seen him, actually. And I also, like, how much is the woman going to get for that baby? $50,000 That's all she gets? Month? Oh, a well, month? That's what he got for uh, Burisma. <laughs> Sondland came out today and said... Yester- is it yesterday? Oh, boy. <laughs> I really like him. I love Gordon. Day- There's something like you want to be at the barbecue with that guy. I agree. Day 27 of the impeachment... <laughs> 28. <laughs> 28 of the impeachment hearings. Uh, I think it's day four or five at this four point. Four or five, yeah. Right. So Gordon Sondland came out at the very beginning and said there was a quid pro quo, but he also uh, sort of qualified it, if you didn't hear it, Shira or anybody. I he did. said... Great. He said, uh, this is a quid pro quo based on solely a meeting. And then everyone took a hold of that and said, here's where we're going with this one. He's covering his ass. I mean, he doesn't want to outright destroy his boss and destroy the commander in chief, but he's covering his ass also by incriminating everyone else that was in on it. You know, these are people who now know when they're testifying that they don't want to go to jail. So this is his way of dipping his toe in both the shallow end and the deep end. I disagree. I think he realized he made a big mistake when he gave his initial closed-door testimony that there was no quid pro quo, which the Republicans clung to. And You he, believe that? He had no clue? You think? Well, he- that's what he said. That's what he said. And he has since come 180 completely and said there was a quid pro quo. But more so than that, he included people. He, he named... Exactly. Who, who did he name? Pompeo? Pence? Everyone. He Pence. did everyone. Perry. Giuliani, Perry? Yeah. Yeah. So that was big. And so that's why I think he's he's looking out for himself. He's got a reputation. I hold I heard this whole story about how he's a big hotel He's a hotelier. Yeah, just like just like Trump. Um, but his actually do really well and he has a good reputation. People like him, but he also donated a million dollars to the Trump campaign and that's how you secure your ambassadorship. Right. He's also the ambassador to the EU. Nothing to do with U- Ukraine. European Union. Yeah, thanks um, for the yeah, mansplain. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't explaining it to you, to our audience. Shira, do you know what the EU is? Well, I know, but I need you to tell me. Okay. That's the European... That's a, defini- that's a definition of mansplain when you know and you still tell me. Tell me. That is the European Union. Hold on one second. Dan, can you let Shira know Let me know. What- Shira, so the EU stands for European Union. And Europe is sort of over it's, just east. It's a, it's a right. Europe right? is a big country in Europe. <laughs> What's the capital of Europe? Capital of Europe is Ukraine. Europa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to Sondland and that bomb, if it was or was not. But I would just like to say he is the kind of guy where if you're at his hotel and you're having drinks and it's a little late and he comes in and he's like shakes your hand, you get a great bottle with him and he probably sit with you for a little bit. And I'd enjoy that. He's been made an ambassador. He's done. That's fine. He doesn't need to continue. It's too chaotic. He did lie in the beginning. He was part of the lie. It was a it was a planned lie. And then he realized he needed to cover his ass because people who lie go to jail. So, Dan, do you think and agree with Shira that Sondland originally was part of the whole Perry plan? Everyone was in on it. Everyone was, quote unquote, in the loop. 
Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely, no question. And I think that he thought, okay, I'll just deny the quid pro quo. I'll get out of this thing. He's clearly not a politician. This isn't his area of expertise or his wheelhouse. And I don't think he realized this would blow up. I think they don't care. I mean, he was bragging about not taking notes. That's not something you brag about he when wasn't you're bragging. Gay. He wasn't he wasn't ashamed of it. He was really lighthearted. I mean, his he was entertaining, that's for sure. He was he was good television, but he was he, he didn't have his shit together. He wasn't prepared and he was winging it, which is how most of these really wealthy guys have made their wealth. So the bottom line was he 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 lied to Congress, no question in the beginning testimony. And I, I don't think I don't think he'll go to jail for it. I don't think they'll go after him for it. But I think that he realized it and his lawyers realized it. And he needed a whole excuse behind it. I didn't take notes. I didn't remember this and that. And and that's kind of how he'll be able to, you know, get away with it. And people are like, okay, you know, maybe he didn't lie. I mean, he's... But the ironic thing is that was a quid pro quo that he did with his lawyers. If I come forward and I say all the things that actually happened versus what I said didn't happen, now he probably has immunity. They're less likely to go after him because... He, he, he he was the star witness, and now he's. I don't li- I don't like saying star witness. Okay, he was, he was the, a very. He, he was, was a, a top dog. He was like a keystone in the case. He was he was the one holdover initially that said there was no quid pro quo, and not only did he reverse that, but but he he implicated all of these other big players. Let's just for a second try on the feeling of Nancy Pelosi as our president. President Pelosi. President Pelosi, our first Italian president first woman president i think of italians before i think of women obviously (laughs) do you think the kitchens in the white house are equipped to to cook pasta to her liking oh i think she'll be the one in there cooking because she's a woman oh let's go back to fuck mary kill let's get three new folks on the board people who are still in correct we need a at least one pretty and and actually dan brought over tonight a printout stand-up cardboard cutout full color Mm-hmm. Of the ten debaters from last night, the master debaters, the master debaters, the master debaters, yes. And boy, is it fantastic! If you grab it, it's right behind you. And Thank if, you. If you aren't one for numbers, you might mistake that <laughs> as a menorah. <laughs> well, here we got four women and six guys. So my fuck Mary kill is sort of all the way on the left all with right, the so four let's women. Just go no, with, it's it's let's not just, about gender. It's about the quality of their personality. So let's let's okay. do a just women. The first three women. We'll leave out Tulsi because she's a goner. Oh, fu- okay. So fuck Mary kill with Klobuchar, uh, Warren, and Harris. Kamala. I guess I would fuck Kamala. I would marry probably Klobuchar, and then I I guess I kill Warren. I really don't want to kill Elizabeth Warren, but I feel like Klobuchar would just make a really nice wife. Why? Because I, I feel like I would never have to stick up for myself. She would just take care of all that. I she could, would hi- stab you with salad she might, forks. She might hit me. You're right. She's violent. Maybe I should you marry. You want to be part of a domestic violence. You think I should marry Warren, Elizabeth Warren? Why, why can't Harris be marriage material? Because she's the best fucker there. <laughs> All I see is Tulsi. I can't. I can't look <laughs> beyond. Does Tulsi have a splash of gray? Yes. Yeah, she had like a white. Yeah, I saw t- that. I thought I was like, that's kind of sexy. Well, let's talk about this. Let, let's hear what Shira has to say about who she wants to fuck, marry, and kill. Yeah. All right, Shira, you give your answer, and then we're going to move on. Well, I think I fortunately get to keep my old um, fuck, marry, kill. I still want to fuck Cory Booker. I'd still like to marry. I think I'd still like to marry Bernie, and I would kill. Um, 
I'd like to kill Biden, Tom Steyer, and Andrew Yang. I think it's like a triple homicide. But if I were to consider the women, I'd fuck Kamala. I'd marry Elizabeth Warren and I'd kill Klobuchar. Why don't you marry Tom Steyer? He's a billionaire. You're set for life. Can I, can you marry the same person you kill? Oh. Ooh. Yes. I will marry Tom Steyer and kill him. And then you get to fuck too. Let's talk about uh, ageism. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Tom Steyer did so poorly. I don't, he didn't get much talking time, but I really liked what little he did talk about the environment. It, it was, it's great that someone brought that up and made that, you know, such a big issue. You know, we forget that we're destroying this planet sometimes. I want to cut to the chase and just ask you each, mm-hmm. who is the worst one up there? And take Tulsi out based on last night's debate. Tulsi needs to go. Tom Steyer needs to go. Agreed. And we could throw Yang in there. I like I like Yang. He's yeah. a little bit of a wild card. He just, he has, I think his his mind functions a little bit more, a little bit differently from everyone else. He, he reminds me of Elon Musk. He's just got this analytic capability where he he sees a problem or an issue and he just he understands what needs to be done to solve it outside of you know the purely political realm so what you're saying is he's not a bureaucrat which that is refreshing yes absolutely do you think that he actually has the wherewithal to get both parties together because yeah he might be a free thinker but can he walk into the lion's den and convince people to vote with him no. I don't think anyone expects him to be president. I, I, everyone just likes his ideas, and they like the idea of him spreading those ideas. And if keeping his campaign funded enough just to get those ideas rolling, I think everyone's happy with that at least. He, he should run for office in a different capacity. I think he's really interesting. I don't think he's presidential. What do you think I, he should run for? I would like to see Yang run for Congress. I mean, but he could also be a mayor, governor, something on a on a significant but local, more local level. But you know what? We don't have enough congressmen who are uh, these these intelligent thinkers, like scientists and stuff. It's all it's all lawyers. Well, what I think it'd be really interesting for all these billionaires to really show that they are civic minded by running at a local level. Like, what benefit do do we have in Tom Steyer? Um, putting 50 million of his own dollars in to get into the game. I mean, that 50 million dollars could have fixed Flint's water problem. Mm. He, he, his priorities are garbage. That's a really good point. But you could also make the argument like, has Bernie Sanders, his campaign might have raised 100 million. I mean, I think all the campaign finance stuff is gross. Campaigns need funding. I mean, that yeah. you know, there's no way around that. Somebody mentioned last night a note about restricted terms term limits um t- i think tom yeah, steyer tom. yeah because, tell me about that because, because i don't i didn't i i kind of glazed through that Corey's a senator biden was bernie is uh tulsi's a, a house member warren's a senator um klobuchar and um kamala harris are both senators many of them have been sen- senators for many many years decades in some cases and so it, it's an interesting concept to limit their terms and say look you've been you've been a senator for for three terms for 18 years your time's up. We, it becomes then a struggle to hang on to your seat more than to do good in many cases. That's that's the problem. So let's shift over to term limits in any seat, which was brought up by Steyer last night. And obviously this is an old concept, but what's the benefit of that and where? I mean, I'd like to see it across the board. People are, I'm an ageist when it comes to political leaders. I want to see fresh faces. I want to see people reflect the new generations. And when you've got these like older, old world 
thinkers, it's harder to become progressive. You start to, to side with the people who are moderately progressive in order to get any of your agenda out there. And to, to stay in power. They spend, all, all of these politicians spend more time keeping their jobs than helping their communities. So what's the term limit that you could imagine? For example, I want to go in there and I want to kick ass as a senator for X amount of time and then I'm, I'm happy to step aside. Maybe four terms. I think that would be fair. I was going to say three terms. So 18 years for a senator. But that's fine. Four terms for a House member, three terms for a senator, something like that. Sure. I mean, I felt really put off when Mayor Bloomberg added that third term. That was deciding for the public that he could do a better job, which he said he could do, and therefore changing the law on his behalf. And to me, what makes a, a supreme leader or a good leader is training the next generation of people in the in your vision. Like they, he could have made a Bloomberg 2.0 and he didn't. Okay, so we're back talking about polls. Shira said that she really loves polls. I like to slide down a pole. She likes big polls. And, <laughs> and what we're really talking about is uh, Buttigieg going up 5% on everybody else in Iowa. That's what's prescribed so far. Yeah, so Pete is uh, leading Iowa. One poll has him at 10 points ahead, which is pretty incredible. That that was Obama's big break is is winning Iowa. Iowa caucus isn't a big deal, but if, if Pete wins, I think it'll be a really big deal. It'll give his campaign a lot of momentum and legitimacy. I think it also speaks to Iowans and being tolerant about an issue that a lot of America isn't. And that's his sexuality. That would be exciting to see that Iowa doesn't care. So, so what, what about his sexuality? Rumor has it he's gay. No, uh, not Pete. So I know that I mentioned to both of you the term homo Pete <laughs> is going to crush him. That's what a lot of voters will. I've never heard anyone say I've, that. Though. I, you're the only you person I've heard. You just made that up. This is <laughs> not yet. You're Branch Floridian. And I think that that is trying to start something homophobic. I think, that, I think that's what could happen. Same with a lot of other of the uh, minorities or those who could be attacked easily by uh, a red crowd. You think that'll be like I, Trump's actually, nickname for him? That's what I'm alluding oh, to. I think the, the issue that matters the least is sexuality. It's not an issue. People don't care. The people respect other people's sexuality, I think, a lot more than they do race and gender. Top three in order, race, gender, sexuality. The country is most egregious by a woman. So that would be the worst thing you could possibly be as a woman. Second place, to be a woman of color is still going to make the country the most angry. Second place is a woman, period. And then third is a person of color. So it would include a black man or a man of color, including Yang. And then I think sexuality actually is fine. Finer. I completely agree with you, Shira. Well, you do? And, and I mean, look, we've had a black president. We've never had a woman president. But a black female president. I wish Kamala was worth fighting for so that we could push it. But because she isn't, we, I, this isn't the race to find out and to fight for it. Because, yeah. I mean, Stacey, I like Stacey a lot. Stacey I like her Abrams. as a, yeah, yeah, Stacey Abrams as a vice president. That would be really exciting. But that would mean that the, the presidential candidate is willing to take that risk because, as I said, if people are most bothered or egregious by a woman and a woman of color, that would be a risk. What happened to Stacey Abrams? She's still in the picture. Why are you asking him? Well, she ran for governor of Georgia and... She lost, people say, you know, most in part because of voter disenfranchisement. 
but you know, so gerrymandering. It was totally illegal. Well, he well, was like not allowing people of color to register to vote. That's not gerrymandering. It was because of gerrymandering, and in addition, well, gerrymandering doesn't figure into a governor race. Uh, oh, it doesn't because it's okay, purely. Let, let's not use anything I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's, it's purely. I'm um, a politician. We're using all this. It's, I'm a it, we're using all this. It's purely majority hmm. vote. But but no. But they weren't allowing people to register to vote. Like there were all these votes that weren't counted. There yeah. were all these people who, who came to the polls and couldn't vote, and they were potentially her people. Yeah, voter rolls are being thrown out. She kind of could be a perfect vice president. I didn't come up with that idea. It's been said before. I think people were talking about her being a VP for Biden. What people? You sound like someone. Wow, yeah, mm. that's great. I I love the idea uh, of her. She's yeah. like if you've ever heard her speak, what she's been through. Can I she just is say, inspiring. I and I love Stacey Abrams, and I appreciate the adjective you used for her because I find it really annoying when people like a black candidate when the word that they use is articulate. It is always, it's always like, oh, she's so well-spoken and she's so articulate. You didn't use either. And now I've brought those words into the fray, but I, I don't, I'm not using them. She wasn't just a black woman running for governor of Georgia. She was a great candidate. She had a lot to say. She... I don't remember what her her campaign and policies were, but I remember rooting for her. I remember seeing her. But now she's got this great story behind her of how she she almost became governor but didn't because of I don't know what you want to call it re- Republican corruption. Yeah. Where else is that happening in the in the U.S.? Have we seen that since? Oh yeah, I mean there was just I don't remember if it was North Carolina where there was the the House race. Where the the Republican who won, it turned out they were using illegal tactics of of collecting mail-in ballots and tossing some and writing stuff in for others, and he ended up having he won, I believe, but he had to they didn't they didn't allow it as a win. They they said this doesn't count because his campaign cheated. But I think there there is this blue wave that more so on a state level, Democrats are are starting to win in places where it was previously much more difficult. I haven't heard the like word Virginia. I haven't yeah. heard the term blue wave in many, many years. There was a recent election. Virginia chose a Republican governor, which was a huge deal. D- Democrats won some governorships. Uh, yeah, Kentucky and Virginia, which are both really big, and some state houses across the country. I, I can't name any. The trend is showing Democrats on the up. The trend is Democrats at the local level and then some hesitation on a higher level in traditionally Republican states. Yeah. Our studio audience of two humans and six dogs find this utterly boring, but for the record, they are easily two of the biggest morons we've ever met. <laughs> Bigger politiots <laughs> than us. No, we're the politiots. They're the... They're just idiots. They're jackholes. <laughs> okay. So the last comment slash question of the night is, did Epstein kill himself? No. Epstein didn't kill himself. And who did? I need to know who did. Because, to catch everybody up, the two guards They wrote, named and shamed them, too, I think. They they did. And uh, the media did. It and sucks. they said, we were there and we did our jobs and we signed the logs, but we were, in fact, not there. They've been indicted or they're going to be indicted. They're going to be in I'm big I'm sure they have trouble. like a couple million dollars in the Cayman Islands. Oh, and yeah. So where are we with the whole thing? Let's I go on that. And that's there are so many layers of corruption and agreements of turning their head. We just want a name. Hmm. I've heard a theory that it was Greta Thunberg that did it. I heard that too. 
She could have, you know, snuck into that jail. She could have just been too short for the cameras to see. Who would be originally funny? Because somebody else already made yeah, that Greta joke. Right. Let's we, think of the funniest person who could have murdered somebody. The funniest. That, uh, that's that's the good question. Let's think of who is, who the, is the funniest, funniest person, person who could have murdered <laughs> Son, Epstein. Sondland. Could Sondland have done Gordon? That? Gordon Sondland. Let's who falsely let's falsely accuse it? somebody oh. who's already committed other crimes the way we do most people that yeah. are in the yeah. criminal justice system. Yeah. Okay. Like that. I think it was Nancy Grace. I'd love to see that woman Nancy go down. Grace. That little turd. <laughs> Jeb Bush. It was yeah. Billy Bush. Yeah, Billy Bush was <laughs> totally involved. Yeah. In Billy Bush. He's trying no, to no, it was it. Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer did it. Oh. He's sneaky. Or Megan Kelly. I think Matt Lauer. I think Matt Lauer did it because he wants to stay relevant. You know who else wants to stay relevant? Kanye West. Hey, Shira. Yeah. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? One. It's not funny. You shouldn't joke about that. <laughs> okay, so for closing, let's talk about the absolute highlight of today's impeachment hearings. Without a doubt, the highlight of the impeachment inquiries for me was the mention of the constant mention by Gordon Somland of Aesop Rocky and Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Yeah, I, I can't top that. And I forgot about that until just now. But yeah, it's 2019 and the president is under inquiry for impeachment and Kanye West and, and the Kardashians are being brought up at the impeachment hearing. They're going to be a significant part of history as a result. <laughs> you know who I want to get on the record is, as I heard today, somebody say ASAP Rocky. Yeah, that Sondland said that, I think. No, ASAP. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. All right, and with that, we're closing out. The dog's going nuts. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye.